What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. I'm very excited to be joined today by an amazing black woman who will be calling into the episode very, very shortly. But welcome, everybody. Hope you guys are having a great day. I'm Carl, the Black Expat. I'm excited to get the Her Story series underway and start interviewing amazed women from all around the world doing amazing things today i am fortunate honored proud grateful to be joined by an amazing up-and-coming black ceo who will talk about some of her amazing experiences she's had with travel all over the world but also an amazing business that she created um, that she has gotten underway and i'm very fortunate to know about to very, 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 very on a small scale be a part of, um, but also to share with the world, right? And this is what I created the podcast for um, way, way, way back when, not just sharing my own perspectives, but the perspectives of others. So once this amazing woman is ready to call into the show, uh, we will go ahead and get her interview underway. Hey, you know what they say, there is no time like the present. Capriya, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am doing great and totally honored to be joining you on the Black X Podcast. It's been a long time coming for sure. I've always looked forward to the opportunity. Well, thank you for being here today. Again, I know I met the story of how we met is interesting. I'm going to save that for the end of the the end of the podcast. I'm, I'll I'll kind of wrap up with that because I think it's amazing and pretty cool. But before we jump into all that, would you just mind introducing yourself, a little bit about your background and your history for us? Yes. So um, my name is Capriya. Um, I'm Detroit born and raised. So I spent the majority of my life in Detroit, Michigan, um, following the traditional path, um, go to school, make good grades, go to college. So I was able to go to the University of Michigan, um, graduated in 2016. Um, and then I got an amazing opportunity to travel to eight different countries in two different regions of the world over eight months by myself for free. So the organization gave four graduating seniors $20,000 to make their own itinerary and explore the world. And so like, um, yeah, I come from uh, middle-class parents, um, generally worked in the factories, whether it's Ford or Chrysler. Um, and I kind of always been the one to forge my own path. So here we are today. And you know what? Your story is so fascinating. I'm definitely going to ask you a few more questions about it because I know that I want to know and other people want to know as well. But Mm -hmm. you have your own blog that you created, right? It's called A Chocolate Girl's Dream. And it kind of gives people an inside look into the experiences you had when you were traveling for free. I want to point that out, Black people. For free. So (laughs) what was it? Was it eight different countries? Can you say that one more time? I think it's eight different countries in two different regions of the world for free. I'm going to keep saying for free because that's important. Exactly. But yes, it's, it was an amazing experience. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to answer your questions. So you've been to, so w- what were the eight countries that you've been to, right? Can you just list those out for us really quickly? Yes. So I started the journey in Indonesia. So Indonesia, Taiwan, uh, Thailand, Taiwan, Cambodia, Nepal, South Africa, Um, I was in the United Arab Emirates for a little bit, so I visited Dubai, and then I ended my travels in Mexico. 
Wow. And for those of you guys listening that listen to my podcast where I put uh, Cambodia in my bottom three, we're going to test that theory today. Did you like Cambodia? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Cambodia was definitely interesting and very unique. Um, it was a bit less developed than, say, Thailand, um, definitely than Taiwan. Um, and so I saw a lot of that um, third world um, abject poverty that people talk about. Um, and there was a lot of history there as well. Um, so did I like it? I would say <laughs> <laughs> it was okay, but I would go back to experience it anew. Um, cause that was kind of in the beginning of my journey when I was still figuring out, you know, how to get by, um, <laughs> without <laughs> speaking a language and such. So I would say it was okay. Was it my favorite? It wasn't. Okay. That's actually, you know, that's a much fair explanation I feel like I gave as to why I didn't like him, but <laughs> that's really, really good to hear. And your blog, right? It's called A Chocolate Girl's Dream, right? That is that is yes. the name of it that you came up with it. But you also did most of your travel or all of your travel, if I'm not, if, if I'm correct, on your own, right? You traveled solo. And like, how did that impact you in the things that you wrote about and what you shared, um, but also in your adventures post-travel? Yeah, so... Yeah, it was definitely solo travel out of a backpack, uh, five shirts, seven pairs of underwear, <laughs> a few <laughs> pairs of pants, you know, whatever you can fit on your back. Um, and it was definitely one of those journeys that was very introspective as much as it was um, about exploration and connecting with different cultures. Um, the reality of it is, is a lot of times you are alone. Um, not everybody speaks English. I knew that I was limited in the language that I was using, you know, by only knowing English. Um, and um, it really tested my grit because I this was the first time I'm out here on my own, right? Um, mm -hmm. Everyone else is back home. I can't just call them up or I don't have the same amount of resources that I had in the United States. So um, I really learned a lot about myself of being able to take care of myself, make sure that I'm safe, um, make sure that I'm budgeting my money correctly to so make sure I have, you know, housing, food and things like that. But it was a very introspective experience. Um, and I don't think that I took that into account for what it actually was. So, you know, I battled, you know, homesickness, things that I wouldn't think that I would feel as a person that was always excited to get out there, explore mm -hmm. new places and different cultures. So I wasn't expecting to feel those things or trying to connect with other people that look black, but they aren't black Americans, or you don't see that same familiar look that you see when you spot somebody black somewhere where you're the only one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of that. So it was a lot of self-reliance, a lot of journaling, um, and a lot of figuring out who I was, you know, what I wanted to be, the things that I needed, um, my own path and ideas and my philosophies, you know, because um, you had so much alone time. Um, so with that introspection, meeting new people, seeing new places and really stretching my comfort zones, I would say a self-develop. It was like a self-journey, very introspective, very growth oriented. And of the eight places you went, right, and I want to kind of say that one more time for the audience. So it was Nepal. Taipei, Thailand, in no particular order, <laughs> Cambodia, mm -hmm. Indonesia, um, I'm missing two, Mexico. South, 
Yep, South Africa, and then I went to Dubai. South Africa and also, and also Dubai. So did, did you pick those places on your own or were, were they kind of assigned to you? Like, like how did you land on those eight places to go and visit? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked because originally some of those places were not on my original list. My mm -hmm. original itinerary included Japan, Ethiopia, Ghana, Morocco, Brazil, Peru, and Cuba. <laughs> right. So um, those aren't the places that I went. So I definitely went off track um taipei was definitely a side visit um that wasn't planned and that was a time like as a true backpacker traveler where i took the chance to say hey you know y'all got a couch open you know what i'm saying so <laughs> um and this goes into the story of how we met um but i come down the stairs at my hostel um i was staying at um love the bangkok when i was in thailand <laughs> great, great. I agree. <laughs> great hostel, a uh, great environment. So I come down the stairs at this point. It's been two and a half, three months of being the only black American anywhere. Um, and then I go in a lobby and lo and behold is seven black people in the lobby. <laughs> I couldn't express the joy that I felt, <laughs> especially when I heard that English. I was like, yeah, they from the States. I was so excited. Because um, it had been so long of being the only one. So it was that instant connection. And it was you and Patrick um, there on your own travel package you were doing, travel tour you were doing for CP Travels. Um, and from there, I met Stephanie and I met Kenya. Um, and from that connection, I just happened to reach out. Like, you know, we talked a little bit, rapped. And that's when I learned that, hey, there are black people in other countries doing other things. You know, how interesting is this? I have to learn so much more. So I believe I reached out to Patrick. Hey, you know, I had a great conversation with you. All. I don't know where you're going next, but you have a couch available, you know. And so I booked that side ticket to Taiwan. And that's when I um, got to meet Kenya and Stephanie and introduce myself to them a little bit more. And so um, they were a great help in helping me learn Taipei, um, hear about you all's journey, how you got there, teaching English abroad, um, the lifestyle that comes with being a black expat. It was very informative. Um, and Dubai, I just got stuck there. I was not trying to go to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess I was trying to get to Brazil. And this is one thing that you don't think about um, as passport privilege when you're an American that your passport, I haven't had to get a visa in months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the moment I'm going to Brazil at the at the checkout line about to board the plane, they were like, oh, you don't have a visa. And I was like, what? Um, so oh, that no. was a moment of, you know, checking my privilege. Like, yeah, I did kind of assume I could just go wherever I want to go and I didn't properly prepare. So that's how I ended up in Dubai. And, you know, that's so fascinating because what well, is two things? One, that was the entire purpose of CP Travels, right? So we met in Thailand and I had actually taken a group of 10 black Americans from America to Thailand for the first time. And we all stayed in that amazing hostel, right? So one, mm -hmm. that was the entire purpose of CP Travels because me and Patrick were like, man, we're going to all these countries. 
ain't no black people. We, or we're not seeing that many <laughs> black people. We need to let black people know that, hey, the world is, is kind of awesome and we need to travel and we need to help them get there. Because if they don't do it, if we don't help people get there, they may not ever do it on their own. Uh, so that was, you know, in and of itself fascinating. But like you said, a blue passport privilege, right? Uh, I guess when you, you know, when I first started out traveling, I really didn't understand what a visa was. I always thought when I heard visa, it's like credit card. It's like, oh, yeah, I got one of those. I definitely keep a visa mm-hmm. on, you know, just in case something happened. But then when you start traveling, like, wait, you need permission to enter certain countries. Like, what What kind of stuff is this? I can't just walk across this line. No, I'm going to get shot if I do. That's weird. But yeah, it's just so fascinating. Like, we don't really think about these things, right? Until you're actually mm-hmm. out there traveling. So sharing of information is just so important within our community because our white, you know, and other cultural counterparts have been doing this their entire lives. Uh, whereas we kind of either stumble into it especially when it's free or, you know, we just happen to have an experience that kind of changes our perspectives on things. So again, we talked about your experiences and again, we can, we're going to dedicate an entire podcast to that because I have so many other questions, but I want to get to <laughs> uh, what, you know, what we need to focus on for today. Um, so I'm a backpacker. I've traveled and I've been backpacking for over a decade, right? You're a traveler. You travel for an extended period of time through amazing countries. What led you to create you know, and, and find, find, and found uh, the company that you now have. And can you just introduce it, um, its foundation, but also where it came from and how it started? Yes. So um, I am so, so proud to introduce Nomadic to the world. Um, Nomadic is a new Black-owned, woman-owned retail brand and wholesale distribution company based out of Detroit. Um, and this company idea was heavily, heavily influenced from my travels. And I am not ashamed and I'm happy to credit that to you and Patrick because I had never bumped shoulders with young black people taking such a significant risk, right? Like even leaving the United States. Some people never leave their city or their block or their state. Um, And so... I'm way out here and you all are building a lives for yourselves. You're, you're trying something new. I never heard of black people going abroad anywhere, let alone now I'm teaching English and now I've started a company um, that I believe in, right? Um, so for me, that was extremely impactful and inspirational while I was in the process of figuring out, all right, I went to college, I graduated, I'm traveling, like what's next? You know, what do I want? So. Um, that's generally the foundation of Nomadic, where I got the idea from. And then from my experiences traveling solo um, as a backpacker, I just started thinking about the tools that I had or didn't have that helped my journey be more smoother, more comfortable, um, that I had the things that I need since I couldn't carry so much. So one of the things that I definitely stand by is the inflatable pillow. Um, <laughs> I had a little <laughs> blow up pillow that I can have. So like, maybe I'm not on the couch. Maybe I got to make a pallet on the floor. You still got that pillow there. Um, having my own roll up towel, um, really getting into the gadgets of, you know, different travel gadgets that make it, you know, space efficient, weight efficient and things that you need. So I, like a blanket, I definitely needed a blanket everywhere that I went. Um, not everybody hooked you up with a nice thick <laughs> comforter, you know, and not everywhere had 
tropical weather where you didn't need one. So there were times Mm -hmm. it gets really cold on a plane or I hiked mountains or like Nepal is a cold place, right? They're near Mount Everest. It gets cold at night. Um, And I didn't realize that because I didn't have anywhere to pack it. Where would I pack a blanket? Where would I stuff it? My backpack are already heavy. You know, it just wasn't, (laughs) would be feasible. So that's where we came up with the knapsack travel blanket set, which I call the ultimate home comfort because I think it's pretty dope to have a tool that not only um, is useful keeping you warm, but it also is also packed with a lot of different features that travelers would need and providing that warm and soft embrace to help you calm those travel jitters and, and calm that homesickness. Um, I think it's an amazing product. Um, yeah, and so this is our first product, you know, first debut product, and we're just getting going. But yeah, that's the travels, uh, meeting you all, all of that inspiration amounted into Nomadic and the knapsack. And again, we're going to go step by step, if you don't mind. And I want to break down like all of the amazing features of it one by one. But before we get into that, uh, that's the next thing I want for those of you guys who maybe haven't backpacked before. Right. Or haven't traveled extensively. One backpacking is super difficult when you're going to one place but imagine going to mm-hmm. eight different places with just one backpack now i want to put this in perspective for those who maybe haven't had the chance to do this imagine you you know you're getting up at 7 a.m and you're going to spend the day out you're just going to spend a day out in your hometown travel right and you may, you may go to the beach you may go out for like a, but from 8 a.m from 8 a.m until 10 p.m you're out for the entire day and you don't and you won't have your car with you right so say you're going to take the bus what would you pack, right? How many things would you put into your bag outside of your essentials, like, you know, your wallet, maybe some sunglasses. What else do you put into that bag, right? What do you feel like, man, if I get caught out, I don't have my car, I'm gonna have to wait. What do you put inside of there, right? Now, extrapolate that, right? Imagine you're going to different countries and you may be sleeping on someone else's couch or you may be on an airplane or you may be on a bus. I don't know, you may hike a mountain or you may end up on a beach. What then would you put into your bag? Again, it's this one bag that you have to carry on your back the entire time, right? So just to put it in perspective, what she has created, it's amazing because I just, I think back to my own travel experiences with backpacking. There were times I was on a train, freezing cold, airplane, freezing cold, wanted to take a nap, <laughs> couldn't take a nap, sun in my eyes, lost my shades or my shades broke in my bag. Uh, I, there's just so many ways in which I was like, man, I need something that can encompass a variety of different things to make backpacking through all these countries, cool, right? Because it's very cool to do it. But you also have to live minimally because you can't afford to, I don't know, pay $200 to check a bag everywhere and then lug that bag and something on your back. So it is really difficult. So if you don't mind, let's just break down. Can you break down for us each incredible feature that the knapsack travel blanket set has to offer? Okay, I am so happy and proud to do so. So the knapsack travel blanket set is what his name entails. So it comes with a blanket, it comes with an eye mask, it comes with its own carrying case. But this is the twist because it solves so many problems. (laughs) Um, For one, the knapsack is made out of plush microfiber material. So it's super soft against the skin. So it'll be sleep inducing when you are in an uncomfortable travel situation. Um, It covers your full torso and knees. So it's a full length average adult size body. So you don't have to worry about choosing between the two. Um, 
Secondly, it has, this is the main feature, well, one of the main features is that it includes a stitched front pocket with a button for your own convenient personal storage. And I don't think I've ever seen anything like this, but um, around this feature, I'm thinking about all of the times um, back then when everyone's headphones had cords, how many times my phone would slip out of my pocket and fall down to the floor and I have to kind of pick up my electronic by the cord and try to fish it back from, you know, because when you're on a plane, it's too tight to kind of bend down, get up and try to dig up under the seat. So just thinking about the instances where my personal things will fall out of my pockets, it'd be nice to be able to have my phone available in the pocket when I want to change a song or maybe you want your boarding pass and your passport directly out, but you don't want it to be out in the open. So just a place where you can put snacks, small book, whatever that, whatever you want to put into the pocket is definitely roomy and you can secure it with that button. Um, next is that, like I said, comfortable material. Um, I've only experienced being offered a blanket on certain international flights. And when I was, sometimes they weren't always the most soft or comfortable um, and kind of scratchy against the skin. So not only that, you also have to return the airline blanket. It's not like you can take it off the plane with you. Generally, you leave those materials on the plane. So um, the knapsack offers an opportunity for you to have your very own personal travel companion um, that you can ensure is cleanliness. You can, you know that it's yours um, and you know that you'll be worn wherever else that you go. Um, it comes with its own carrying case and the carrying case allows its multifunction, um, multifunctional uh, features. So the case you know, how inconvenient is it to carry a blanket around by hand or like we talked about trying to stuff it into your bag if you have limited room or perhaps the different um, weight fees if you're taking a suitcase that it could add trying to take your own home blanket. This blanket you can fold up and put into its carrying case, which is made out of the same material and it weighs less than one pound in total. So it's not like it's a burden to carry it around or slip it on your luggage handle. Um, it also has um, adjustable straps, so you can adjust how long you need the strap to be, how tight you need the strap to be. Um, it can also unclip itself if you want to wrap it around, say, a headrest for support. Um, I've seen people wear it around their waist, actually, so if that gives you an indicator of how stretchy the strap is on the back. And then it includes a plastic black backpack clip that you can just clip on if you don't want to use the strap. So you have different attachment options. Um, but the case itself opens up the possibility of using the blanket as a head or lumbar pillow. So once the blanket is folded in this case, you got something you can put on your lower back, which actually works because a lot of these seats aren't comfortable either. <laughs> you also have a head pillow, but with the dual zippers on the side, you can use it as a hand warmer as well. So um, just thinking about the different instances where, hey, you might not need it the blanket itself out, maybe you're standing at the gate or maybe you're standing outside waiting on a taxi or waiting on a lift and your hands are cold. You know, you don't think about, oh, I could just unzip this on the side and warm my hands. Um, so yeah, um, it comes with an adjustable plush eye mask too. The eye mask is super soft, super comfortable. All of it is made out of the same material um, and the straps are break free and they don't slap up against your ears. So a lot of cheap eyewear can be very uncomfortable and you can't really adjust it as much as you could. 
But um, yeah, it comes with an eye mask, and so you can adjust that uh, per your head size, per your comfort level, and it's very sleep-inducing as well. And lastly, you have seven different colors you can choose from, like a lot of common oh, yeah. travel blankets. They're gray, they're silver, they're black, they're navy, you know, very standard. But the knapsack comes in sapphire blue, cherry red, pumpkin orange, mauve, emerald green, olive green, and midnight black. So you definitely have a lot of choices there as well. I got the emerald green, y'all. And here's what I want to say, Mike, right? First of all, thank you. That was very in-depth and you painted, painted a very vivid picture for me. I, it's kind of different, y'all, because I actually have one and I've been using it. <laughs> and I've been using it. And I've been testing it out. I've flown with it. Yes, I've used it as a pillow. Yes, I've used it as a blanket. Yes, I've used those hand warmers because y'all know, I don't know if y'all know, Chicago cold as hell. Um, uh, I, I've used it to sleep. I put those uh, those, those uh, eye things on and I, I definitely blacked out for a long period of time. So I've used this domestically. Some people are like, oh, what if you're not a backpacker? And I don't want to, I, I don't want to just push it like, oh, it's only for backpackers. No. It can literally be used for a variety of different things, as she just described. But I want you to really think mm -hmm. about it, right? If you're taking a road trip in America, you'll need this. If you're flying anywhere in America, you'll need this. If you're taking a bus in America and your hands get cold and you want to put your phone in there, or if you want to, if you're in a car and somebody driving you somewhere for two hours, I don't know, you're in an Uber or a Lyft and you go somewhere for two hours. People in Austin go from Austin to Dallas and Houston. Man, you get that blanket, you put your hands in there, you put your phone in there with them darn uh those uh those headphones with the wires. I still use those. I don't know if y'all do, but I like it better. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it, there's just so many uses for it here, right? Think about it. Yes, international travel isn't as big now because you know coronavirus that sucks. But there's just so many uses for it and. Sorry, I can talk about it forever because, again, I travel a lot. So I'm like, man, this is hella useful. Thank you so much for creating this. But, um, yeah, but I also want to let everyone else is listening like, hey, it's for everybody, right? And an amazing black woman, hello, black woman CEO, uh, has created this amazing product that I hope we all support. So where can we find it, right? So we're, I know there's more information on the horizon, but like, where where will it be? Where is it featured? Um, and how can we find out even more uh, information about you know the process, the journey, and the product than what you've even shared so far. Yes, so we are currently live on Kickstarter. Our Kickstarter campaign is currently live as we are currently raising money in order to produce our first large shipment of this. So Carl, you've been uh, a wonderful tester to be able to test one of the samples that we've had, but um, it has been sent to multiple people. We've been getting feedback and we really think this could be a great product and very useful for a lot of different people. So um, yes, our Kickstarter is live. We have about 19 more days to go and we are trying to raise $59,700 um, and that sounds like a lot but when you consider the shipping costs um, shipping crisis that's going on nationally a lot of shipping costs has gone up so we've done our best to keep the budget down for just what we need um, and that we have a plenty of knapsack travel set reward bundles as well. So you don't just get the knapsack itself when you contribute. You also get some other fun perks and exclusive access as well um, and free items. So um, contribute to that campaign. We're on Kickstarter. Um, if you look up Nomadic Presents the Knapsack Travel Blanket Set, it has our story video on there. It has more information about the product. Um, photos, um, more details about the specifications and its different uses, um, and our whole story is there. So you can be involved. You can get yourself a knapsack for as much as 40 bucks. So, yeah, check that out. 
And if you're looking for links in the post-production of this podcast, which you're probably listening to anyway, um, all the links are actually linked in the description of this podcast. So please go and check them out. The very first link you'll see is the Kickstarter. And then it has the Facebook. It has the Instagram. And if you follow me on social media, which I hope all of you guys do, I'll be dedicating a full day of just product dropping with Capri's commission, permission, of course, uh, product dropping uh, and sharing more information about the Kickstarter. Again, you guys know how I'm a big, huge proprietor of support black business, just right. And shout out to everyone who supported me being a patron, just listening to the Black Expat podcast. But this is just an amazing opportunity to just support an amazing product that is for everyone. And more importantly, from an amazing person, right? And Greg, I want you to talk a little bit about your journey, right? So what are some of the... You know, of course, the highlights, right? But what are some of the hardest things that you've had to work through and just getting the product off the ground? And what are you excited about? Uh, and what are you excited about for the future moving forward? Ooh, yeah, that's that's a loaded question. Um, we are very much still in the bootstrap phase. <laughs> so um, the idea came to me shortly after coming back to America in 2017. Um, I was working for a little bit and I was like, uh, I'm not really sure if I can go back to regular life um, after I've seen the amazing things that you all were doing abroad. Um, so I've been sitting on this idea for a while and it's definitely been a journey, completely self-funded, from beginning to end um so that means i'm also working a full-time job and i'm putting aside a little bit of money that i can outside of my own personal exp um, expenses to try to get this going um talking to people about the idea applying for grants and not getting them <laughs> you know putting in a lot of the groundwork to help shape the story around the product and, and how to present that best to the audience that I'm trying to reach. So it's definitely been a process from figuring out um, who actually does graphics or figuring out who is the best manufacturer to bring this product to life. Um, so you're doing a lot of communication there, but then setting up the pipeline, right? Setting the plan for this launch. Um, what is the launch going to look like? Um, getting the money together to produce a commercial um, or even putting the money in to get additional samples because the knapsack, this is the second version of it that's actually um, market ready. But the first version of it, I also had to invest, you know, my own money in the first product. And from that feedback, that's where this better version came about. So um, it's definitely been a journey. Um, and figuring out how I want to present this. And so, like, I'm very proud of the Kickstarter campaign as being my first, the culmination of everything that I've been working on and how beautifully that it came out. Um, because I had to learn all these skills on my own of, of how to talk to manufacturers, talking to potential buyers, um, talking to people to get the different marketing and production that I need done. I had to make the origin video myself, too. So... Uh, my computer went down and I had to borrow to get that together so I can get a proper MacBook. And I'm glad I did because then I had to make and edit my own video for the Kickstarter. So, <laughs> you know, learning those new skills, constantly researching, reading, talking to people who are already active in entrepreneurship, um, especially small. So um, I collaborate a lot with other Black-owned businesses and Black-owned creators uh, per being able to do something like the Black uh, Black Expat Podcast. Um, like, I've been following you for years now, um, listening to your content. Um, 
I want to shout out Go Take Go Take Media, um, a black owned uh, commercial film video. I mean, commercial video, commercial production company. Um, so they do music videos. They do product commercials. Very, very great work. That's the first video you see on a Kickstarter. But negotiating with them, you know, reaching out to partners. Um, I like to also shout out Filet Films um, as the knapsack will be appearing in maybe next Christmas, which is a black holiday film that's going to be releasing this year. So um, I definitely keep that collaborative nature all the way through. Um, but it's definitely been a process, a stop and go process when you're trying to create the idea, put all the pieces in order, figure out what it is that you need that you don't know you need yet. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> trying to manage the money, right? So I'm very much in the beginner stages. And so, like, this is my best work yet, and I hope people love it. And, you know, one thing I definitely want to address, and it kind of ties into one of my um, final questions, um, is what bootstrap means, right? So oftentimes, and, and especially within our community and other communities, we you know we'll hear this term when we're either listening or talking to people who are starting their own businesses and their own companies. Now, I want to, one thing I want to stress is that bootstrap is different culturally, specifically in America, right? A white person who has a foundation, right, who has a family, who knows their family history, knows their grandpa's grandpa's grandpa, has all those photos and all things like that. Their foundation is very different than most black people where we start in America, right? When we say bootstrap, we mean 100% on our own, right? Whereas, as other, other cultures from different backgrounds, when they say bootstrap, they may not mean the same thing. They did it on their own, but they knew they had this comfort and this foundation to fall back on. Oh, mom and dad can throw me money here. Grandpa and grandpa can throw me money here. I have this investment property here that's going to kick in some of that. It's different <laughs> for black people, right? A lot of us, myself included, we didn't have that. So when we're starting, when we say bootstrap, we really mean from the bottom up, from no foundation, right? And we're trying to create a foundation for either whether it's kids, family, or friends after us don't have to start from where we started. So it is very important when I say things like, oh, like, share, subscribe, to simply like, share, and subscribe. You ain't got to listen all the way. Just like it. Just, just <laughs> when you go to sleep, put it on play and let it roll, right? You ain't even got to necessarily contribute to the Kickstarter, but you can click on it. You can share it because you never know who's following you, who may be interested in something that you've shared and be like, you know what? This is an amazing idea. Or even if they can't contribute, they know someone who knows someone who either can contribute, can, can volunteer, can be a mentor, or who just have some great constructive feedback to give. So, you know, this is the Black Expert Podcast. I'm Black. We Black. We all Black out here. Um, <laughs> not all my listeners are Black, but, you know, it is really, really important to kind of support amazing ideas like this because, again, you've done all of this on your own, right? Of course, you've had help along the way and people who've, you know, volunteered, but the hard work, like you said, the grind, the, the small sacrifices, the, the, the things that come up, the things you've had to learn to catapult you to a position where you can launch a Kickstarter. You have an actual product, right? You have not just one, but two stages of product, um, of product development. Like, this is huge. And these are things that we need to speak about more and know that, hey, you can do it. Yes, it takes sacrifice, but it's not impossible. And as long as you're focused and motivated and have a great support system, which it sounds like you have, then anything <laughs> is possible. So I just want to commend you for, I mean, seeing this all the way through one because again i've done plenty of things as you already know i'm like i've saw them all the way through and it didn't really work out but i never gave up and the result is just being able to be connected to amazing people so again thank you so much for creating this and just also for sharing your story because it's important and it's valuable and it's invaluable and it's just amazing to hear with how like how much you've done so far 
Yeah, no, thank you for providing an opportunity to even talk about this idea. It's very much my baby, my brainchild. And um, thank you for also being a huge part of the inspiration behind forging my own path because you all literally were the first examples of what I would call trailblazers, right? You all are millennials just like I am. Um, and I'm seeing people still in their 20s figuring it out, but it's different. It's different than the advice of, okay, get good grades so you can go to college so you can get a good job. You know, what you're doing is using your own faith, your own resources, your own mind to create something that can lay the foundations for generations to come, like you said. So it truly is a blessing to be able to get this far and even do any of this. I'm truly grateful. So um, as you said, whether you contribute, you share, you like, I'm appreciative of it. I'm appreciative of it all um, because it, it, it is definitely a journey. And so, so with the with the, thank you so much. And for the the knapsack travel blanket set. All right. Now, be honest. What's your favorite color? <laughs> Ooh, gosh. Which one so, you carry around? <laughs> okay, so as you know, I had two greens, you know. I'm really, really feeling this olive. Um, because I could <laughs> choose. Should I do a different color? Should I do a green? No, I'm gonna just do emerald and I'm gonna do olive because it's just I gotta think about green. But I would say if it's not the olive, definitely the sapphire blue. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all know blue, my favorite color. Shout out to Five Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. But man, y'all know blue, my favorite <laughs> color. But yes, uh, I think I have the emerald, right? I'm bad mm -hmm. with colors, y'all. Yeah, so like, mm -hmm. like the emerald is amazing, it's beautiful. Because I, I, I think I chose the blue and the emerald, like, man, that, hey, low, low key, that emerald look, looks amazing. But yes, the colors are on point. I mean, so, okay, so if you could compare your product to one famous person, right? Just like their characteristics. And again, it can be somebody that's not famous, somebody that you know that you want to shout out their characteristics. Like, who would you, like, who would kind of fit into the category of, hey, that is what the knapsack travel blanket said. That's what it feels like when you put it on. Mm. I would say, I would actually say my friend Mimi, um, another amazing, amazing, amazing black woman. Um, we graduated from U of M at the same time. And like over the years, I learned so much from her as a person that's very strong in faith, very strong in her belief in God and very good at um creating and sharing her story with others her presence when you get around her is huge it's enormous but it's kind and it's warm and it's loving and that is the type of feeling that i want people to get when they get their knapsack i want you to feel cared for i want you to feel comfortable i want you to feel familiar um and like what a lot with me and her was an instant connection and we've got along ever since and it's been years so i would definitely say <laughs> having the knapsack is like being in the presence of my friend mimi for sure and doesn't that make you just just want to wrap yourself in that blanket filled with love? Oh my God! I don't know if y'all know this. I say this all the time. It ain't nothing like a hug from a black woman. It just it just melts you away. Oh my goodness! Every Sunday, like I just have flashbacks of just being in church and just getting all them all them all them wonderful black woman blessings. It's just it's just nothing like it. <laughs> but thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else that we haven't touched on? Again, like again, I have so many things. We ha we're gonna have a second podcast for sure. Because I want to talk about Perfect. your travels, and then I want to get updates about this, and I want to share these updates once the Kickstarter is over. So let's plan to do it in January, a little bit after my birthday. But um, is there anything else? Like, have we missed anything? Anything else you want to mention or talk about? Um, 
I don't think we missed too much. I just want to say that I'm giving all the glory to God because, as you know, when you're working through a process that you don't know anything about, sometimes the opportunities seem to fall in your lap. But I think this comes full circle, right? We met years ago in Thailand and briefly at that. And yet you've been here to support me throughout this process. Um, I've been supporting the podcast throughout your process. And it's just been amazing to see both of our growths as people and as um, entrepreneurs. Um, I want to shout out my family for sure, because they helped me make the commercial. (laughs) So shout out to my sisters, my nephew, my niece, uh, my friend Rob for being available. Shout out to my friend Asha for contributing her beautiful home for the commercial. Shout out to my sister Brittany for allowing us to borrow her Cadillac. (laughs) Because when I say bootstrap, I mean bootstrap. So it was like all hands on deck. And so I'm very appreciative of the love and support um, of this new endeavor. Um, so aside from that, um, I think we got to everything, Carl. Well, I mean, man, it, it really does take a village out. And if your village is strong, man, oh man, that just, I'm getting all choked up over here. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Again, uh, I'm so excited. Everybody click on the links in this description. There are no other links going to be in the description of this podcast, y'all. It's just all about the knapsack travel blanket set, nomadic, Thank you so much, Capria, for joining me today. It's been an amazing time talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I did. I loved it. Remember, like, share, subscribe, and more importantly, click on all the links in this description. I'm Carl, the Black Expat. We out here.